But first, another in our current run of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue that's been dusted off from the BBC vaults. This one is from August 1987 and includes the wonderful Willie Rushton. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello, and welcome to a new series of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. And for the next ten weeks at this time, I can promise you laughs all the way. But for them, you'll have to reach you now to Radio 3. <laughs> Meanwhile... Sitting on my right, we have Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton. And on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. Well, sadly, our usual scorer, Samantha, can't be here today, so in her place, would you please welcome, now that she's given up her day job, our new scorer, Monica. Oh. Right, first game coming up. This round takes as its premise the poverty of the international film industry. For economic reasons, new films will have to be the remains of two or more old films, and the teams will give me the resulting titles, and uh, those that get the best titles will take away more marks than they ever dreamed of. <laughs> right, we'll start with you, Barry Cryer. They've combined Jaws and Idiot's Delight in a new film called The Derek Jameson Story. <laughs> Yes, Willie. This is extraordinary, because actually the French, in their wisdom, have combined Jaws with Platoon and produced Plat du Jaws. <laughs> Graham? Uh, yes, I heard they're, they're combining Tom Thumb and Crocodile Dundee. They don't know what to call it, but it'll be something short and snappy. <laughs> Tim? Producers of Death Wish 1 and Death Wish 2. <laughs> have got together to produce the Geoffrey Archer story. <laughs> yes, very good so far, considering you're all rusty. <laughs> oh, have your you got... name for me. This is rather personal. They've combined me and my girl, three sisters and three men and a horse, and they're calling it Mind Your Own Business. <laughs> Graham. Have you got another one? Well, yes, yeah, speaking of Superman 4, <laughs> The Quest for Peace, they're combining that with artists and models and producing a film called Peace Artists. <laughs> Quite a good one is, is Blow Up and the Italian Job, which... Um... <laughs> it's going to be films up Pompeii. <laughs> For those listening at home, that, that buzz was me with my buzzer. I just fired a warning shot across the room's back. <laughs> Any more before we rush on to the next game? No, in a word. Right. This is the point where I give the teams advance warning of the late arrivals that they'll be announcing uh, at the end of the programme. Uh, and this week we'll be asking them for late arrivals at the World War II ball. 
Oh, World no. War II. Oh, that's a light subject to start with. Right, now, the game called Good News, Bad News. Is, it's the, 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 the game where uh, one... Member Out with team... it! <laughs> Easy for you to say that. The lip has definitely gone now. <clears throat> Poor old devil. Anyway, you know the game. <laughs> Willie Rushton's going to start. Willie Rushton, are you going to start with the good news? Just for you, Doctor. Thank you. <laughs> um... Good news. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's written a new musical. Uh, bad news, he's using the same tune. <laughs> Uh, good news, Sarah Bryman isn't playing the female lead. Bad news, Andrew Lloyd Webber is. <laughs> good news, it's Joan of Arc. <laughs> Bad news, he's written a happy ending. Good news, disguised as a cat, Joan escapes on roller skates to Argentina. Bad news and writes a new musical. <laughs> Good news. It's 15,000 miles from London and not a sign of Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> oh. That's and exits. Do for me. Is that a Dick Whittington uh -huh. reference? A Dick that deserved a round of... Well, it didn't, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we'll start with you again, Willie. This is inspired by the fact Timbrook Taylor produced his at lunchtime. Um, no, it's, well, it'll make sense in a moment when I say it. Uh, good news, I've just bought a pocket television set. Bad news, it only works in my pocket. <laughs> good news, but I've found a place to put the aerial. <laughs> Bad news, I'm still getting a lot of interference. <laughs> I thought that was good news in your book. <laughs> good news! I can now invite friends round to my trousers to catch up with the Colbys. <laughs> Bad news is that Charlton Heston's hairpiece fools nobody. Good news, that's not Charlton Heston's hairpiece, thank you very much. <laughs> Bad news, you should see what's on the other side. <laughs> We're going on to a round now which is called the bad-tempered clavier mainly because that's what it's called and the aim of it is to see how much of a song a team can sing when accompanied by a pianist who is both tone-deaf and incompetent <laughs> and as, as Richard Claderman is busy tonight <laughs> That man is Colin Sell. <laughs> Tim and Willie, your song is High on a Hill is a Lonely Goat Herd. <laughs> High on a hill was a lonely goat herd. Ladle, 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 Loud was the voice of a lonely goat herd. Ladle, Folks in a town that was quite remote heard Lay-o-lay-o-lay-o Lusty and clear from the goat herd's throat heard Lay-o-lay-o-lay-o 
Pass on the bridge of a castle moat Hurt me a lay a lay Man on the road with a load to tote Hurt me a lay a Man in the midst of a towel tote Hurt me a lay a Man in the beer of a moat Hurt me a lay a the best that song ever was. <laughs> We're going to have a song now from Barry and Graham, and it's Swanee. Mm, Swanee, how I love you, how I love you, my dear old Swanee. I'd give the world to be among the folks in the IXI, even though my More. <laughs> less, less. Tim and Willie are in the lead, and we go on now to <laughs> the round that you've all been waiting for, the controversial round, Mornington Crescent. <laughs> After the last series, we had several letters complaining that the rules have been getting too complicated of late, so today, teams, we're going to play by the original modern rules. Okay? Modern rules. Yep. The original modern rules. The original yes. modern rules. Yes. Revised. Not the modern. Don't argue with the <laughs> chairman. No, no. no, it's clear enough. Clear enough. How could you right have the original modern? to you then, Graham, you can start. Oh, dear. Stupid. And... <laughs> is this the original modern rules? Graham, In that order. Not revised. Will right. you start, Graham, please? Exeter Gate. Oh. Costa you... Road. Cromwell Road. <laughs> Archway. Coal Park. Patterson Road, NW2. You don't have to do NW2 in the, the original. You but do. there are you several Patterson Roads, and you'll follow my gist No, you don't have to do NW2 in the original. But he had no. Well, no, if he has done that, could be. Well, you didn't. You didn't. No, I'm being fair because it, it no, was actually our flavour that he had. I just give you any old Patterson Road. It would have been easy sorry, for you, chairman, wouldn't it? Chairman speaking. I'm sorry. No, you, sorry. you didn't have to in the original rules, but uh, they changed that for the modern rules. So <laughs> carry on, Graham. It's the Jubilee line that threw that one. In fact. Earl's Court. It's Earl's Court. Um, ah, yes. Trafalgar Square. Northumberland Avenue. Quite right. <laughs> <laughs> Bellsize Park Road. That's good. What's good? Hampstead. Mornington Crescent. Uh, <laughs> Tim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very well intercepted. <laughs> okay. A very good interception there by Hence Tim. Hence the NW2, Barry Cryer. No, he's all. No, he's all. All right, all right. Right. I'm not now a then. Loser. It's time for the listeners to this programme to get their own back, and God knows they deserve it. Because we're going to have some listeners' questions in our programmes from now on, and I'm going to read one out now, and the team will answer it rightly or wrongly. The question this week is in two parts, and it comes from Mrs. Megan Roney of Poole in Dorset. <laughs>
She would like to know if any members of the team have seen her car keys. <laughs> L- luckily, Humphrey, can, can we work together? Can we work together? You can all this, four confer. This is not competitive. You there are no four points. I- I'm no sure. stranger to her car keys, and indeed I've had a hand in her beiges and moves and a very jolly pink sweater she wears. Um, <laughs> car keys. <laughs> car keys. Car keys. I think Drill. she had the keys to her car. Okay. Oh, right. They were thrown into the middle of a living room last night. And, um, <laughs> strange how you always end up with three pairs and nothing are else. The, are these the ones? Tim just finished up with somebody else's car. It was a bad night, wasn't it? <laughs> Mrs. Those Run, are not the ones. Well, no. Lucy went. Those are not the ones. Because no. I know no. Graham saw them, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Are these the ones? <laughs> Those are the same ones you just picked up. Oh. <laughs> Might be a second-hand car. And I have it on good authority, she only has one pair. Oh, have a care, Doctor. I um, sure he is. Mark. You're not going to get it, are you, teams? Well, it, it, it actually, no. actually, yes. <laughs> that is, in fact, not the right answer. So, Mrs. Megan <laughs> Roney, you're halfway to getting your prize. Now, we go on to the second part of her question, which is, what was on the television before it was invented? Flowers <laughs> <Vars> of flowers. <laughs> Um, George Cansdale. Remember George Cansdale, the zoo man? Do you remember George Cansdale? Yeah. Stand up if you remember George Cansdale. You can't stand, stand up. But if you, you remember, remember George Cansdale, you can't stand up. It's very close to what Willie's just said. <laughs> no. But it's for those in stereo. Um... Come along, teams. We'd better hurry along with this one. You, are you getting... I don't, I don't know the answer. To I don't that. think you're near it. The Crimean War. No, there was a lot of that. He's, he's very close, but I don't, think, I don't think I can give it to you. No. no. Um, uh, Oberon War. So Mrs. Megan Roney wins. <laughs> Mrs. Megan Roney wins that round and will get her prize. An inflatable Willie Rushton will be on, the, oh. on its way to you sometime during I'd the I'd like one, too. <laughs> we have a round now called Paranoia, in which one team decides that there's something wrong with the other, and they have to guess what's wrong with themselves by asking questions. I don't know whether to read that again, because it doesn't make much sense. Well, you know what the aim is to make the team in question paranoid and to leave the studio audience twitching, which they are already, Ems. Barry, Barry and Graham, you're going to start now. Your affliction is going up on the audience laser computer scoreboard. <laughs> and here's a mystery voice to tell you at home what it is. They think they are Peter Wright. They think they are Peter Wright. Barry and Graham, you have to now interrogate Tim and Willie to find out what's wrong with you. <coughs> well, it's obviously not very funny, whatever it is. <laughs> it's long. Makes us laugh. Uh, what's long and makes them me. laugh? Are we... <laughs> is, so this a, is this a, a generic term? I mean, are we, do we think we're a, a, a group of persons? I don't no. think we're allowed to... Certainly not. No. We couldn't know. We can't. No, is security involved in this? <laughs> well, not anymore. Do we think we're Peter Wright? <laughs> Tim and Willie's afflictions now going up on the board, and here's the mystery voice to tell you what it is at home. They think they are guppies. They think they are guppies. Right, Tim and Willie, will you start interrogating? <laughs> Have we ever been to the Albion Hotel? <laughs> you could well 
be there as we speak. My solicitors will be in touch in the morning. <laughs> Lucky for your solicitors. <laughs> <laughs> Define your terms. Just keep fishing around. Fishing, something to do with in... uh, underwater creatures. <laughs> we're newts. No, we're not. <laughs> we're tadpoles. So it doesn't show from here. <laughs> <laughs> Does on radio. I'll have to hurry you along. Anyone going to sit here listing plankton, fish? I think we're plankton. You're not plankton. No, no, no. You're, I'd no. say you're bigger than plankton. We're whales. <laughs> Somewhere between plankton. sharks. What was no, that strange this... impersonation we were doing? Right, no, Ruth Maddox. You think we're goldfish? We're Ruth Maddox. <laughs> goldfish. Gold, silverfish. Upwardly mobile you may be, but you're not yuppies. Oh, we are yuppies. We're guppies. Yes. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Gently upwardly mobile. Uh, and geriatric. With <laughs> <laughs> the scores level pegging, we go on now to <laughs> the round, the point of which is not to amuse the studio audience. <laughs> Again. It's called oh, straight face, and what sworn. happens is that each panellist in turn says a word, and the first one to get a laugh, or even a titter from the studio audience, is disqualified. The game continues until only one person survives, and he will, as a reward, get to have a look in my little box. <laughs> Is this in a cricketing context? Or? <laughs> that would be game. massive. Barry Craig, you How could start. it be a little box, Barry? <laughs> oh. The mighty world itself? Good lord. So far, Tim and Willie. So far, Tim and Willie have been disqualified. <laughs> no, we'll start seriously with you. We'll start seriously. And very seriously, please, right. Barry. Coxix. Box. Buzzer. Tiny. Deltoid. Bus. Boomerang. Guppy. Plenitude. Bowls. <laughs> Did I hear a titter? Yes, what? Shut up! <laughs> Sorry, Willie. You take a back seat now. At least we know what makes them titter. Graham, start off again. Plod. Total. Potato. <laughs> Brouhaha. Flange. Pirouette. Jeté. Knickers. <laughs> that was suicide. Yes. <laughs> there was a lemming approach to that one. I was losing the will to live. <laughs> I assume you walked. You didn't. I you're walked. not waiting for my house decision. I walked. Right. Certainly. Thank you, Doctor. Barry and Graham. It's between you two. Who's first? Well, Artichoke. Let's say, let's say oh. Graham. Oh, right. Seems to have a word welling up. <laughs> Artichoke. Gusset. Limb. Plinth. Slime. Formaldehyde. Oh, dear. Oh, so where you get them from. <laughs> oh, come now. He's disqualified <laughs> for that. I heard nothing. Oh, good. <laughs> Comatose, that's your trouble. Got his earpiece in. Graham's disqualified. For <laughs> arguing with the chairman. And Barry's the Quite right, too. Round. Thank Quite you. Right. Oh. <laughs>
In this next round called Sing Along, each team have to sing along with a disc. We're going to fade out the record and they'll be left on their own. After a while, the disc comes back and the team scores points if they're still with it. This is a, a, a duet job, as you can hear. And we start the round with Tim and Willie, who are going to sing Anything You Can Do. The results are still there. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can be, I can be greater. Sooner or, oh, sooner or later, I'm greater than you. No, you're not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I can shoot a partridge with a single cartridge. I can I, get a sparrow, sparrow. Oh, yes, with a bow and arrow. I can live on bread and cheese. Only on that? Yes. So can a rat. Anything you can sing, I can sing higher. I can sing anything higher than you. I can sing anything higher than you. Tim and Willie get a bonus of ten marks for being the only team in my memory who got out of sync while the music was still going on. Marion <laughs> <laughs> Graham, it's your song now, and it's I Wonder Why. Ah. On my shoulder, you need someone who's over. I rub down with a velvet glove. There is nothing you can take to relieve that pleasant ache. You're not sick, you're just in love. Two, three, four. You don't need singing, and there's no one there. I smell blossom, and the trees are bare. All day long I seem to walk on it. I matter? wonder why. I wonder why. I Excellent. Now, you've probably seen the television program Call My Bluff. We're going to have an entertaining version of that game. <laughs> I'm going to give our team members a word which they must define, and at the end I'll try to guess which is the true definition. Teams, your word is antelope. And? And uh, whom to go you, first? You, Barry, of course. Oh, me! Antelope. Um, the original of that is, in fact, uh, thank you, Graham, glass of water, listeners, all been passed by the producer. The original of that is <laughs> aboriginal because it's... Uh, it's to do with Aborigines hunting kangaroos and koala bears in the outback. Or in the inside lab, if there is one. And they would capture kangaroos and koala bears and make pyjama cases with pouches outside for the slippers. But in their progress, they would come across an anthill. And wearing only loincloths, they would leap over it as a safeguard. Uh, the Australian government have, in fact, tried to persuade them, dissuade them from this practice as a primitive uh, family planning measure. But it is Aboriginal anthill hop. Anthill hop. An Aboriginal anti-vasectomy manoeuvre. Right, Willie, let's hear your definition. Well, antelope is a melon, but the seeds dropped off. Uh, I'll tell you how. A before big game hunting, people used to go out and shoot fruit and vegetables. And <laughs> there was this famed African big fruit and vegetable hunter, Nairobi Stan, who was out shooting melons, and a native bearer ran up and said, Herd of antelope! 
He said, no, I haven't. Thinking um, <laughs> to himself that the illiterate fellow must be thinking of cantaloupe. And he proceeded to blaze away, only to discover that these were four-legged creatures. They bled, they moved, they died. He thought this was much, much more sporting. So it, it's a melon. Right, Graham, what about yours? Come back with me now to ancient Greece. <laughs> you said that last time. <laughs> and you wouldn't come, would the you? Weather's been, <laughs> the weather's been terrible, anyway. <laughs> right. Odysseus went away on his travels, leaving behind his wife, Penelope. Now, Penelope's mother's sister was called Antelope. And she was uh, a delightful member of the family. She was known as Ante for short. So Antelope gave her name to all parents' sisters in the future. They became known as Antes. Uh, that was later shortened to Aunt. So that's how we get our word Aunt or Gazelle. <laughs> Finally, your definition, Tim Brooke Taylor. Come with me after the show, but at the moment, you may wonder, is there a word um, for that movement that precedes a high jump? Fosbury knows there is. And at that moment, when they sort of sort of up and down like that, and the ladies, oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you admire their fragrance? Oh, come to my chair. No. Jilly <laughs> <laughs> on the plate, Jilly on the plate. Yes. Um, it's that movement. It's called the anti-lope. It's the before the lope. It is actually, the more common meaning is, of course, a five-sided sixpence. Yeah. Well, I've got four definitions to choose from. I'm not uh, enamoured with any of them, really. And um, as Monica's the sc our lovely scorer has been sitting here like a lump through the whole programme, I'm going to <laughs> confer with her. Well, give her a lump sum, then. There she is, doing mm -hmm. the antelope at this very moment. Oh, I'm oh, going to, well, I've got, I've got the, uh, the uh, Could you pass Aboriginal envelope? antics from Barry Cryer. I've got the melon from... Willie Rushton, I was distracted by our scorer during uh, Graham Garden's <laughs> dissertation, so I can't remember what he said. And then we have the preliminaries to the high jump. So I'm going to go for, I think the most convincing definition was yours, Graham Garden. <laughs> Will you show us the card, true or bluff? Oh. Oh. Well done. Well, I'm going to get one right one day. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Very good. Right. We're going on to the game where I ask the uh, teams to give their late arrivals for the World War II ball. And Monica and I are going to have a little lie down while they do. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to start? I think we should start at the top with the Earl of Britain, who, of course, was known as Bert. Bert, Earl of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the last ball when Dan Kirk, who disgraced himself at the last ball, remember the evacuation of Dan Kirk? <laughs> <laughs> and the disgraceful attack on Pearl Harbor at the same time. <laughs> we welcome, please, that distinguished flying family from the RAF, Mr. and Mrs. Doubt, and their son or daughter, they're not too sure, Roger Ann Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Mussolini's going to sing I'm Hanging from a Lamppost at the Corner of the Street. <laughs> 
And there's the Israeli airline band will be playing, but uh, they haven't plugged in their instruments yet, so will somebody give El Alamein? And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Interesting family. They fight them on the beaches with their daughter, Michelle. Michelle fight them on the beaches? <laughs> also from the RAF, will you welcome Mr. and Mrs. Sprangdis Crate and their son, Charlie's Sprangdis Crate. <laughs> <laughs> Here come the over the river quarries with their daughter Bridget. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Buyer Beds and their son Stan. <laughs> Brings it all back. <laughs> A military contingent there, major jump, corporal punishment, and private parts. <laughs> We're fast approaching the point where I have to wind up this programme. Just drop the bomb, it'd be making much easier. <laughs> so, thanks on behalf of our team and myself, and we'll be with you again next week. Goodbye. Barry Clyde, Graham Garden, Willie Rushton, and Tim Brooke Taylor were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Spencer. <laughs> Willie Rushton was made for programmes like that, wasn't he? That show was first aired in August 1987.